Um, so we're back. Some big changes have been made, but we'll talk about that we're later. Uh, I want to open the show with um, a hymn that has been sitting in my spirit for the past six hours. <clears throat> Excuse mm -hmm. me. Don't you want to go where there's rice and peas? Turn up greens, cold mac and cheese. Todd in the kitchen fucking up shit, please. <laughs> it's candy and the gang. But before we get to candy and the gang, um, the new, uh, this new season of Real Housewives of Atlanta just premiered maybe two weeks ago. Yeah. And I finally had a chance to like catch up on it. And I am kind of excited about it. I have my feelings, but Marlo is now a full cast member, which honestly, she should have been a cast member a long time ago. I mean, she's been carrying the show for a couple of years now. I mean, let's not, they, let's not play. They had to do something too. Like they, you don't have Portia, you don't have Nini, you don't have Cynthia. So you at least need to have Marlo. And then they brought, they brought <laughs> the woman that had a fashion show without any fashion how dreadful they brought joggers back <laughs> they brought joggers back and it's not even september bitch <laughs> i also do find it hilarious that her tagline this season referenced that well it was <clears throat> excuse me spring summer september i'm the one to remember <laughs> bitch get out of here <laughs> yeah Okay, what would, if you were a real housewife, what would your tagline be? It was so funny is I think about this all the time, right? And I come up with them, but then I quickly, like, that's not good enough. You're not so, going to go the uh, Mary Cosby route? No. You come for me, I'll send Jesus after you. <laughs> because I wanted it to be something that somebody would say, you know. Because I want, because you know, you want, like we used to, with Portia, everybody walking around talking about buy ashes. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's um, like, you gotta have it, it gotta be fun, but it gotta be true to your brand. That's the thing, it's like, it has to be, it has to be true to you. Right. I think mine would be, I'm not a motherfucker, but your daddy's looking kind of fine. <laughs> I'm sorry, my favorite one is Ramona's. Like my favorite of all time is I'm an acquired taste. And if you don't like me, acquire some taste. It's like, that's perfect. Yeah. It is perfect. It's succinct and it like directly represents who Ramona is. Yeah. She is an acquired taste. See, I don't know what mine would be. I can't think of one that I think is good enough. You give me one then, because I can't think of one that I think is good enough that's also catchy and true to me. Um, I'm not a lady of leisure, but I'll leisurely fuck your father. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if he's hot, hell yeah. All of my taglines revolve around having sex with someone's father. I'm about to say, I'm not that friendly, so I don't know that I would, even if he is hot. Because the second he says something annoying, I'm just going to be off it. No, you just tell him to shut up and put this clip back in your mouth. See, I can't do that, though. <laughs> like, like, my brain up. don't work that way. Like, nigga, you sound stupid. Just put these titties in your mouth and be quiet. No, because I'm just like, oh, you sound dumb. Get away from me. Don't ever touch me again. I don't know. There's a certain level of stupidity that I find attractive. No, my brain can't. No, 
<laughs> that's fair. So like I ultimately I just want you to get the job done. And don't ask stupid questions. But that's just it. Like if you're kind of dumb, I can't get the job done. Fair. Um it's like because stupid is the quickest way to drive my pussy up. Like it just also don't fair. Work. <laughs> Well, speaking of dumb, <laughs> Drew and Ralph. Drew Sedora. Yeah. And her husband, Ralph. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the way he consistently gaslighting her. And she didn't even know what it was. Bitch had to look up the definition. She's like, he gaslights me. And they're like, what does that mean? She's like, I love a Google. <laughs> she straight up on that phone. I was like, I don't know. Let me see. But also, I know, so I haven't watched these episodes, right? Mm-hmm. I've just seen a couple clips, but I haven't had time to sit down and watch them. But I remember her complaining about being body shamed. And yeah, which she I, was. Okay, again, this is why I had the preface that I saw clips. Because the clip that I saw... I didn't see body shaming. I saw more bitch why you lying. Cause oh, that was in reference to the drop it, drop it with Drew. Yeah, that's what that's but last that's season up. she definitely was. Oh she definitely, definitely. Was. no, she definitely was body shamed before, but I didn't know I thought she was on the body, she was being body shamed in that moment. And I was like, No, no, she was talking about um Kenya last season oh she was very much body shamed all she season. was shamed across she was body shame clothing shame wig shame makeup shame the bitch just had a level of shame that nobody else <laughs> nobody but, else had so i say all the time everybody knows almost every housewife looks crunchy they first season yeah it's expected i think and I actually didn't think Drew looked that bad for her first season, to be her perfectly honest. Bad. Her wigs were kind of bad. But. I mean, but Nene was seven seasons in, and she's still walking around looking like He-Man. Yeah. In right. comparison, I didn't think it was too bad. Like, yeah, her wigs were I mean, bad. she didn't look bad, but those wigs were kind of terrible. But she didn't look bad. I mean, it wasn't nothing to... I think the only two who didn't have that first season crunchiness, I think, was maybe Dorit and... Erica Girardi. Okay. Yeah. Those are like the only two that didn't have that first season kind of crunchiness. Well, Erica wasn't going to because by that time, Erica was actually like, yeah, a she touring was already performer. established and had, yeah, no. Yeah. But I mean, and Dorit is just pretty. Like, she's just a naturally tall, thin, pretty woman. Like, it doesn't matter what she wore. It was model was body. A, Candy was established her first season. Her first season was kind of crunchy, too. Candy didn't look crunchy to me. I mean, time period-wise, no. See, okay, so this is the thing. I mean, sometimes with some of these housewives that's been on here a long time, I have to sometimes think about what year their first season was in, too. Yeah. Because it could just, and it's like, I think, I hated her. I hated that rooster haircut. I did not like it. I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. I, <laughs> Fair. I Fair. genuinely hated it. And I like short hair on her. I just hate that shit. Like, I don't like that cockatoo-ass haircut. But... <laughs> I just don't. 
you know, that was a sign of the times. It was. Because it was many ladies that we love that had that exact same haircut. Very much so. That was that nigga hair show cut. It was. It was. She had that hair show cut. She I mean, and it looked so good. At but the time, it, I thought it looked it, good. Didn't like it then. Don't really like it now. But also, too, she was on a stage at that point with Kim Zosiak, and anything and anybody looked better than her. Exactly. And those plastic gas wigs that she came walking through with. Mm-hmm. With and no had, baby powder. Full and shine. Here and there, those first season reunion looks will pop up. And I was like, ooh, they sit up here and they agasse finest. Just <laughs> not even an outre. With all these satin shirts. <laughs> mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, yeah. And cropped vest. <laughs> you know. Somebody had on a tunic and leggings. I, <laughs> that, that was the early, well, that was the late 2000s. It was the that late. That was the fashion. 2000s. It was the fashion. And you know they paid a bank for that and it's like bitch you could have got this shit at forever 21 yes because actually you probably got it at forever 21 that yellow satin shirt that kim had on i'm like girl if you don't take that shit back to value city and quit playing with me (laughs) Mm -mm. um well speaking of value city and outre wigs let's get into the main topic for this week candy and the gang Because there were satin shirts and outre wigs. Uh, Candy and the Gang is a 10-episode spinoff. A yet another spinoff by Miss Candy Burras uh, and I her husband. Candy Burris and Candy and Ty, they had about 19 spinoffs of this damn show. Right. They basically it are on Bravo every goddamn hour. <laughs> it was Candy's Wedding, Candy's Ski Trip, Candy Factory. Um... Candy uh, and the gang. And I feel like there was like show. one or two more. The escape show was on there. Oh, right. The escape show. The... She's had quite a few spinoffs. Mm-hmm. Which rumor is, is that literally you don't, there's not a season that mama's not on the air. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> she, she never is. has an off season. The rumor is, though, is that apparently, um, and I, kind of doubt this is being true just because of timing wise but that, apparently that was supposed to be about the lanithia lounge yeah, yeah the lanithia lounge i've heard that too that this was supposed to be about the lanithia lounge and candy kind of snaked her and that's why she's been calling her a coon and everything else see i don't think candy snaked her i think they, I they think bravo the backed away from this. no she didn't i i genuinely think that Somebody that Nini is still friendly with over at Bravo was giving her that Hollywood talk where it's like, yeah, we're going to talk. We'll get it together knowing there's no real intention. Right. And she took it and ran because she don't have nothing else to talk about. Like, I mean, yeah. Because it's like now... Is Carlos King still lurking in the wings? Is who? Carlos... He, um, you know, he do that love and marriage Huntsville. And now oh, he DC. does the Huntsville, the love and marriage shit. And now DC, them his shows. And you know, yeah. Samuels is on DC now. I know. I think I'm going to actually watch that because I really like Monique. 
Me too. And I hear that this new lady, Sanya, Sonia. Sanya. Sanya. I thought that's how you said it. Everybody keeps saying that she is very reminiscent of Monique. I can see it. Yeah, and I can see it. I always thought that Monique would have thrived on the Atlanta cast more so than Potomac. Well, yeah, because the Atlanta cast, you know, they like to, they actually pull wigs and kick each other in the puss. But over well, at Potomac, yeah. they don't do that. Yeah, but it's not even just that because it's like all the housewives put on airs. Like, we're not going to, yeah. like, any of them don't. They all do. But with the Atlanta cast, it's more of that. It's like the new money airs that you, the same thing Monique does, and not like that fake bourgeoisie type thing, you know? Atlanta is Atlanta is the home girls, right? Yeah. And Potomac is the Howard girls, if you know what I mean. And I don't mean to like discredit or discount anybody's level of education. I just mean, um, I guess culturally, like right. Potomac is these. There we go. They're the AKAs. Uh, for those of you listening that listen to Blacks Like Us, Aaron is also in the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that's exactly it. Like, they're like the AKAs. Like, Potomac is the AKAs, and Where Atlanta is the, is the girls like I never played. They're the Deltas. I will not say that. Because, <laughs> no, nope, them the girls Zetas. ride deep. Or the Zetas. I mean, if you just think Won't about say it. that either. <laughs> No, because if you just think about it, I mean, all these housewife shows are like sororities. They are. And it's like, if you think about Black sororities, the Zetas tend to be more the homegirls than anybody else. True. That is true. That is true. The Zeta girls tend to be more like down to earth, more relatable. somebody who, like my cousins the Zeta, like I know a lot of my friends are like, I know plenty of people through these systems, which is why I'm saying this. Although I never pledged, this is why I'm saying it this way. But that's what I'm saying. Monique was always, always gave more Zeta than AKA. She yeah. was a homegirl. She was a homegirl that treated everybody kindly, but was always like, I'll beat your ass if I have to. Like, but I will throw you across the room as well. That's it. And like, Giselle and Robin definitely give very AKA energy. And yes, I am going to shit on the AKAs. I'm not going to shit on the, the Deltas and the Zetas, though. So. I'm not going to... I don't even... I know a lot of AKAs that I genuinely really, really like. I'm not going to talk bad about them either. Same. And they have the exact same feelings about their sisters. Oh, yes. The ones I know do too. Yeah. But it's like, they're, I mean, like, there's the a reason why these stereotypes about these organizations stand. So we're not going to like this is not a well-known stereotype about this organization. Right. We're also not going to all act like we don't know that girl. Uh, also true. <laughs> also true. Hold on, I have to end the live stream because I need my phone for references and I just thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Candy, like we were saying, Candy and the Gang is a 10-episode spinoff series, her seventh or eighth in line. Um, it features Candy and Todd and the OLG, not just one, but also two, and a little bit of Blaze's Steakhouse. Um, cast is made up of, excuse me, Mama Joyce, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, Auntie Nora, 
and she is the time, the moment, the face, the icon, the living legend, the person who, when she passes, I am taking the day off, Aunt Bertha. <laughs> when Aunt Bertha dies, bitch, I am taking the day off. Because that is going to be a hard one to take. Aunt Bertha is such a hilarious person. And she's hilarious. She's just herself. And, and she don't care. so funny because she wholeheartedly does not give a flying fuck about you, what you thought, no. what you tried no. to think where you wanted to go she is like fuck you and the horse you fucking rode in on <laughs> yes and the gravel that they paved through no like she doesn't aunt bertha does not give a flying fuck about anybody about anybody or anything it's very much like no bitch i'm not doing none of that leave me alone like it's... we'll get into aunt bertha um we also get candy's right hand man the old standby mr don juan um, we get Philip, who is the new operations manager. Chandrika, who is a host. Uh, Dom Uni. <laughs> I did not say that lady was a hoe. I said she was a host. It, the way you said it, it kind of sounded as if you were saying she was a hoe. And I'm like, damn, why she got me all that? Like, <laughs> She's not the, surprisingly, there is not a hoe of the show, even amongst the men. Now, what um, I will say, like, we can keep, give me a, like, I'm going to say this. I will say this. I do appreciate the way this show has been done. Because it's like, you, you, like, you see the work, you see the conflicts. There's nobody throwing shit across the restaurant. There's nobody. Not like, yet, because it's been a couple of times. It's been we'll times where it's been kind of close, but it's not a, like, that little shit happened. And it's like be some unprofessional shit that happened, but it's not like they Sorry. like screaming and hollering like at some of these other shows that we've seen that's been set in Black restaurants. What show are you thinking about? Sweetie Pies? Well, no, there was just a murder that happened there. Yeah. <laughs> Look, facts are facts, America. Unfortunately, that is the truth. There, there we didn't was make it out. It happened it amongst the cast of Sweetie Pies. We didn't make it out. That. I forgot about that. So. <laughs> um, but we also have Dom Unique, which her full name is Dom Unique Variety. And I said, bitch, you need to be somebody star. With a name Dom like that. Variety? Right. I'd like you, she got to be on somebody's dance. stage. I see why she's a dancer. That's a very dancer name. Right. And I wonder if Variety is like her actual last name. I'm sure it is. I hope. Um, I do love Dom, Dom Unique. But uh, we also have Torin, who is the events manager. Oh, Dom Unique is a bartender, by the way. Brandon Black, who is the general manager who barely manages to show up and generally sucks at his job. Mm -hmm. Patrick Dallas, uh, Brian Redman, my biggest crush, and by biggest, I mean both in my heart and in his size, Melvin. Ooh. And Rashad. Melvin's the big man, but Melvin is sexy. That's the one right there. Melvin is, Melvin is sexy. Mm -hmm. He's like, that's the nigga that you start dating right when it hit. Like right that October, November time. 
so you can turn down the heat. Cause you know he'll be sweating uh, if you had a heat on in the winter. He's my all year. I I love me a big thick one. <laughs> uh, same. You be you be sitting there laying your head on this nigga chest, and all of a sudden you just pull a fucking Snickers out his titty. Like where the fuck these come from? I love me a thick one. I have to say, <laughs> his thick ass just look like a fat ass dumpling. I'm like, you are so cute. Come here, <laughs> a little chubby cheeks, and you be in the kitchen. <laughs> Cook for me, daddy. And then right. let me right. climb that big ass back. <laughs> and to wrap up the cast, uh, Rashad, who they could have did without, perfectly honest. I was about to say, I can't, okay. <laughs> they could have did without Rashad. Because I just um, don't know what purpose he served. Like, not I really him more. over to supposedly try to help her with the hosting, but I feel like he just kind of created more chaos and didn't really help anything. I didn't even think he really created chaos. He was I'm, just kind of it, there. It was like a lot of complaining about like yeah. stuff that really couldn't be changed. Like the restaurant has stairs. There's nothing anybody can do about <laughs> it. And it was, Take the stairs down. Like, I don't, yeah. This nigga wanted, you remember them chair lifts? The, like the chair lifts that that old lady died <laughs> in? <laughs> yeah. He wanted one of those. And to be perfectly honest, there are easier ways to die. Really, there really is. Um, so we're not going to necessarily do chronological order. We're just going to have a very, just very general. And to be perfectly honest, like this is going to be a drag. <laughs> this is going to be a big ass drag. I'm not even going to. Um, a little less on my side, but yes. <laughs> okay. So beyond the interpersonal conflict, first thing I want to get into is the basic, the basics of the restaurant. When okay? I tell you the server in me was screaming. Bitch, I was livid at everybody, everybody on management, not necessarily the staff, but well, partially the staff as well, but mostly management and ownership. Because there were things that were done that, at least to me, violates the trust of not only your staff, but even the trust you have within yourself, right? I'm a firm believer that, yes, you can have cameras in the office, but you cannot have audio because whatever is said is none of your fucking business. And people vent. People have, especially in high pressure, restaurants are high pressure fucking environments, right? When I was managing, the one thing that I always try to instill, and even like not managing, wherever I'm at, I always try to instill that no matter how nice the guests are, it's still us against them. Mm -hmm. And we have to have each other. And that includes management and ownership. And Don Juan, forever pulling up that ring camera, but oh, look what I just saw, look what I just heard, was the saddest, most pathetic, manipulative, backwoods ass bullshit that I have ever experienced, right? I just, there was a place to Detroit, I'm gonna air it out, by the name of Republic, okay. who did the exact same thing, except in Georgia, I believe you can report people without their knowledge. Yes. Michigan, you cannot do that. Mm -mm. And they never got in trouble for it. 
but they were firing people left and right because of conversations that they overheard from watching the cameras. This like, is why I, you don't listen to this shit. I think to me, and this is from, you know, I was a server for a long time, but I worked in retail management. And in reality, if you think about it, reselling restaurants, the difference Very is similar. not necessarily the way the work goes. I, I'm all for cameras in offices. I don't think audio should be present. No. Just because there are a lot of sensitive conversations that get had in those offices. And I'm not even just talking about like venting about work or management or ownership. I'm not even just talking about that. I'm talking about like people come in and like something's going on in their personal life and this is the only exactly they want to talk to about it or there's a, like or somebody's having like because I remember there was a a time that somebody got like we got child support papers sent to us for an associate but it was for a child they didn't even know they had Gag. And like now we're having this conversation with them. I can't just imagine if it was like audio on the cameras in the office. And now like any and whoever has access to these cameras can just hear this conversation. Exactly. Having like a real emotional time. And he was comfortable with me because the relationship we established. Just imagine if I'm like, oh, well, now everybody gonna know. That's exactly it about this, that, or the third, because they could just watch the cameras. And it's like... Exactly. And it feels to me, and this is something I often get about Don Juan, no matter what the capacity of whatever he's doing, it always feels like he's looking for a way to further isolate Candy. You know what I'm saying? I can understand why you say that. That's how it always feels. I'm not saying that's what he does, but I think sometimes, I think there's a lot of times that he takes this whole, I'm here to make her life as easy as possible too far to the point where it becomes very messy and manipulative and kind of weird. Like in this case, yes, there is the thing about, see the cameras are important in the situation where you got your manager fucking your bartender and don't nobody tell you well i mean even okay no shade even that i'm of two minds on that one but to with the shandrika thing so for those of you that haven't watched the show shandrika is the host right um they have this big meeting and shandrika brings up some legitimate well no somebody brings up things that shandrika has said to them which also amongst staff should never fucking happen but like you niggas are rat face ass these are rat bitches but that's what happens when you have your family that works for you because then you got those people where it's like they built these relationships with their peers because yep. these people are their peers that's they exactly these it. relationships are having these conversations and all these off-premises off books we're hanging out conversations are happening but now it's like, yeah, this is my, this is the boss, but this is also my family. And people That's fair. can't separate one from the other because they like, oh, I'm going to tell her what you said because this is my cousin's business. Not right. I'm listening to a frustrated peer. 
and not even like it wasn't even a thing of like let's acknowledge that these things might even be fucking true right it was just because base of what like, off I'm of what we've seen what you said and it's like right but maybe let's sit back and assess why she feels this way well i mean based off of what we've seen solely in this first season everything it feels like said everything she said was true yeah yeah this and how and it does he, happen a lot of times in restaurants. It was like, yo, you come in on a Monday, the food tastes different than it does on a Friday. But that's just, and the thing about that is like, I don't even, I kind of feel like they overreacted with that just because it's like, that's going to be, that's the case wherever you go. Yeah. There's no place that you can go to that the food is going to taste exactly the same day to day. The best I, place. I won't say necessarily that because I, I've worked I, in places where it's the, well, I've had both of those, those experiences. I'm going to say- Where it can taste consistent experience. or it is different. I'm going to say in my experience, I've never had a situation where it tastes exactly the same every mm-hmm. time. So when I look at consistent, it's like, is this consistently enjoyable? Okay, it fair. It to necessarily taste exactly the same every time. I think it only becomes an issue if it's like when your kitchen manager is there, the food is good, but the second he leaves, everything falls the fuck apart. Or if your kitchen manager is Aunt Bertha, she outside smoking a cigarette trying to fire everybody. (laughs) (laughs) When that bitch said, all right, I'm going to write you up, Candy. I'm the manager today. (laughs) I was like, get her together, Bertha. You better (laughs) let that little effort know. (laughs) Your niece or not. I also, I think a big part of the issue with this restaurant is like everybody's so quick to take offense that nobody's hearing what nobody is saying. And there it is too. And that those are patterns that have to be established, if not by ownership, definitely by your high, your management. But and like, Philip was not doing that. Philip was too busy being a fine, being fine and being a fucking asshole he was being and brandon an was too busy being fine and lazy right it's like they needed somebody in the middle yeah because philip was he was doing too much to prove he was in charge to the point he let he his hyper masculinity get in the fucking way and that's really yeah. what it was and it was like now you're just being a dickhead and alienating yourself from everybody but yeah, got Brandon, who's so busy trying to be everybody's friend that he's not being... He wasn't trying to be nobody's friend. I mean, I could see why you say that, but I he mean, wasn't trying to be people's in friend. In real life, he was just trying to fuck on the bartender. There but it is. That's just like, let's be nice enough that everybody think we cool that she'll pay attention to me. Also that, too. That nigga didn't do shit. That nigga sat down. When he sat down at that... When he sat when he down said at he that bar... At the bar while the restaurant was open... It's my thing wasn't even while the restaurant was open. It was while the restaurant, like while the restaurant is tanking because you have one man who is trying to hold on to whatever his concept of sobriety is, bartending and serving tables. That's a fucking issue. And you have the nerve to shoot your black ass down. Because your bartender is late and you're okay with that because you're fucking, but you also don't jump in to take over. Right. Management is there to do the admin shit, 
but also there to fill in the gap. And when people show up late, you have to get your black ass up and get behind that bar and make whatever (laughs) little shitty, overly sugary drink needs to be made. You make what you can make. If they come out a little slow, they come out a little slow, but you do what you do until your bartender gets there. Yep. Oh, you cancel cocktails and you say, you know what? We just doing straight pours, beer and wine. Can do that. There are definitely ways around it. And when he was sitting there eating that goddamn chicken and, he just, and looking at Brian and that bar was filthy. It was disgusting. Yes. And it's like, what are y'all doing back there? Like, who does the deep cleaning? Like, what company? Y'all have too much money to not have a company come in and do at least once a week, you're deep cleaning. Also, y'all have too much money to not have your bar staff do a weekly, their regular weekly, excuse me, clean. But what I don't understand is why do y'all only have one bartender on shift? I thought there was two bars. No, that's what, but either way, even if it's two bars, why don't you have at least two bartenders? I think they bar? did. And the reason why I say I think they did was because if you remember when Dominique was like three hours late, bitch came, bitch rolled there high as fuck and she had that cocktail in her hand. Yes. I'm assuming that she got it from the bar upstairs. Right. No, no, no. I get that. But why not have, because that bar was kind of big. You could have two bartenders back there. No, you can't have, no, that bar was small. That was like a six seater, max eight seater. You can't it do looked, more than one back there. I mean, maybe because I was looking at it while I was doing something else, maybe that's why it looked bigger to me than what it might have actually been. Mm-hmm. But also, if your downstairs bartender's late, why not you? Why are you not just getting your cocktails from upstairs? It's a it's a hassle. Right. But if your manager not gonna jump in, why don't instead of you trying to do it, just get your cocktails from upstairs? Mm-mm. That's not. And also, I will say this too: that's not his call to make. He's there to do a certain job. And Brandon should have got his lazy ass the fuck up. And he should have. I agree. But also, Philip was there too. Where the fuck? Like. Once again, I'm director of operations. I don't have to do that. Nigga, get the fuck out of here. When hands are being called, you go and grab it, regardless of time. I always say the higher up you go, the more positions you do. Because everybody starts at the base level. Everybody's a table buster. Everybody's a food runner. A dishwasher. A dishwasher. Everybody is a cashier. Everybody starts at the base level. The higher up you go, that just means that you should be able to do more jobs. Exactly, girl. Okay. Speaking of being able to do jobs, Mr. Todd Tucker's inability to perform the most basic of tasks in one of his many restaurants. Fucking problem. And fucking bullshit. I don't understand why you would open a restaurant that you claim to want to be active in, yet have never taken the time to actually work in the restaurant and learn how to do the fucking jobs. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, it's so much, when I tell you, as I'm watching this girl at this host stand and she's telling people, it's a two hour wait, but you can go to the bar downstairs. I wanted to explode. Yes, because why aren't we seating people at this bar? Why are we sending people there? You got people sitting in like hallways and storage closets. (laughs) Like, 
what are we doing? Like this level of chaos, there's no fucking way. Did you see that OLG flower shit on the wall? Yes, that bullshit on the wall. Yes. When I first saw it, I was like, are they having a repass? It was like, oh no, it just says OLG. I didn't know what that was up there for. I was like, this is Ugly. a really aggressive flower. Tacky. I don't like flower walls. There, like there. I actually don't mind flower walls if they make sense. Why is this flower wall in this like basement ass room? It was the flower wall and the astro turf underneath that right? did it it's like, for don't me. Don't I have an outside space? Put that yes. shit inside. I I can enjoy a flower wall when it's an accent, right? Like you have one, it's an accent. It's not the yeah. whole focal point. Of it's me. not the whole thing. But even and if you don't have a bunch of like fucking Home Depot ass astroturf hot glued to the goddamn wall. Yeah, but even if the flowers are the whole wall, because I've been in places that's like that, do that shit outside where it makes sense. I just okay. If you have an outside space, use it like that. Because in this basement ass cubby room, don't make no goddamn sense. Because anybody going down there to take no fucking pictures, it shit like a storage room. It was. You Is know it, it the was. Is it closet? Because what the fuck are we doing here? Bitch, when they first got the building, you know that's where the employee lockers were. Exactly. And Todd that was like, y'all need no lockers. That was the dish room or something. Like, it wasn't... And then it's... Why Why there? Like, that's just such an odd place Like to even have this. And you knew it wasn't a great idea. That's so why you didn't put it on the main floor. Exactly. Yet... Let's put it in this weird ass astro turf, Alice in Wonderland ass bullshit room over here. Do you remember the show, the cartoon Two Stupid Dogs? Yes. Do you remember when the dogs met the Brady Bunch family ripoff? Yes. And they were riding around on the lawnmower, and um, the little one looks at the big one. No, the big one looks at the little one and goes, why are we mowing AstroTurf? Don't know. Like every time yes. I see it, that's exactly what I'm thinking. It's like, I don't know. I don't know why this is here. This was a poor design choice. It was a terrible design choice. I'm like, what was this left over from somebody's baby shower? See, what I'm thinking is when they did Cynthia's wedding, her little wedding shower situation, remember they had that big all white flower wall? I'm thinking these At flowers. OLG? No, they did it at someplace else, but they had that big ass all white flower wall. I'm thinking Candy just had these flowers left. <laughs> she took them, she borrowed them from Cynthia and just never gave them back. She just well, remember Candy threw that. Cynthia didn't know about it. I'm thinking Candy just bought too many flowers and she just had all these extra ones. So she She's said, like, let's make an OLG one. Cause that L was falling the fuck over. Like that L was done. That L was taking an L. <laughs> like that shit was falling off the wall and poor Brandon is just like what the fuck is this shit about I just think that she just had a bunch of extra flowers left over from Cynthia's surprise bridal shower and she said I gotta do something with them I'm gonna do this OLG thing people will take pictures they won't well I feel like Todd found the flowers because you know they use in Candy's house we just saw it on this episode of Real Housewives you know they use remember she had that big ass indoor pool they use that for storage now. Yes. Todd was going through the boxes and was like, oh, we can use these. He was like, Torin, can you, <laughs> can you make some letters with these? Torin was like, yeah, I got you. It, 
It just looked like such an afterthought. It looked like a funeral. It did. It, it looks like when I say it, it looks like there was a repass happening in there. I mean that wholeheartedly. Like it, it looked really, like a fucking. Because it really was like, what were you going for here? Yeah. Like the astroturf on the walls is already weird. Like enough. And then you put. I I just don't. What was the motivation? I Nothing. just don't understand. Um, but when Todd took his ass back in the kitchen and was like talking to the. To the kitchen staff was like, oh, this, 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 this is easy. This is easy. Shit while he's prepping and worked and an hour. As soon as the restaurant opened, he like, he can't figure shit out. Like, no, the mac and cheese is cold. He's not properly um breading the what were they? they were um deep fried uh uh deviled eggs. The deviled eggs, yeah. Couldn't even bread those correctly but has so much to say about what everybody else does. And you can't even do the most basic function of your own restaurant. That is a fucking problem. Yes. And this has always been a thing, but increasingly more and more, it is a thing. But like if like you are a owner, you at the very least need to know how to make your most basic and most, most quest. Exactly. But also- you should be able to work your bar. You should be able to host. You should be able to serve. And Candy's like, yeah, I can, I've served. I've hosted. I've worked in the kitchen. I've worked behind them. Candy has worked in all of these places, which is why her approach with everybody is very different than what the fuck Todd did. Yeah. But also, Todd need to take him and his little fine short man complex and go fuck off somewhere. But that menu, it tells you. It Girl, was, that menu's a heart attack. But it also tells you it was created by people who don't really know the restaurant business because why would you create a menu that's 80 percent fried, fried foods but then, and not have that be your thing though i was gonna say and it's not your thing but also don't have anybody solely dedicated to the frying station either and have not having when melvin was like yeah, it gets busy and, you know, you get your ass kicked on fries. Like, yeah, you do. Like, you always get your ass kicked on fry. Yeah. You absolutely do. And for him not to have that concept or understanding of it just proves that just because you open a restaurant doesn't mean you're a restaurateur. Exactly. You can open up as many as you want, but it doesn't mean that you give a fuck about food and sourcing and beverages and creating these meals and experience for people where it is it's an adventure it's a culinary adventure right olg could have done that they could have taken it and made it like kind of kitschy like um kitschy plays on uh soul food right so i'm going but it's just cold ass mac and cheese and rice and peas i'm going to atlanta but you better go and I said I was going to go to OLG because I knew we were doing this and I was like, I'm going to go just so I can give an update on what I think about the food, right? Because it's always a mixed bag. Some people say it's really good. Some people say it's good, but really salty. And other people say yeah. they, don't, they don't like it. Yeah, it's I've got but it's more of the like really good and then good it's but salty. The really good or really salty. That's the two things I've always gotten. I've never gotten it straight. I don't like it. I always get it's really good or it's really salty. Yeah. So I said I was gonna go and see, 
I also don't understand how a soul food restaurant doesn't really have a dessert menu. I was wondering that too. I'm going to look up their menu now. Because it didn't make sense to me that each of the aunts, um, well, Mama Joyce and the aunts didn't each have um, like their quote unquote dedicated dessert. Like they have a sweet potato, they call it a souffle, but I feel like it's a, it's a sweet potato poon. For those of you that don't know, sweet potato poons are just sweet potato pies without the crust. All right, I'm looking at their menu. What is oh, you already look perplexed. These drink names are weird. Hold on, let me see this. It's so, I'm about to pull a Drusadora. I'm about to Google this. Real a quick. stubborn Atlanta OLG menu. Mama Joyce's house punch. I'm, that sounds like you're going to fight. Is Mama? <laughs> Mama Joyce's house punch is Bacardi coconut rum. Cranberry juice, pineapple juice, sour mix, and banana liqueur. It just sounds sweet. Yeah. Aunt Nora's Deep South Lit. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, you're going to die drinking this. Okay, so it's a play on a Long Island. Yeah. Oh, yes. I figured that out real fast. <laughs> so why are we using sour mix? I'm looking at Tog's Margarita. Like, if you're going to use fresh lime, just make simple syrup. Yeah. Because that's a waste of Grand Marnier. Now I'm looking at the food. Now I'm looking at the food. Okay. I I will will say, say, though. These deviled eggs do sound good, though. They look, no shade. The food, the food looks good. It does. It really does, despite all of the, oh, they got fried green tomatoes. Um, (laughs) The food does look good. Mm-hmm. They got chicken and French toast, which is a nice play. That yeah, that is yeah. Candy's honey glazed blackened salmon. I saw that. Cheeseburger. The fish center sounds really good too. But then there's only two desserts: a banana swaster banana pudding and Candy's peach cobbler bread pudding. So I, I'm surprised they didn't do some kind of like candies mixed bag candy factory, but that would require something that would require them to have like a pastry chef or somebody that actually knows how to make candies. Yeah. But I mean, that's a, that right there is a easy go-to dessert that plays with the name of place, with the idea of like, oh, these are candies, candies. Yeah. You can sell them by the bag later. Like, even if it's like, oh, it's chocolate color bacon, chocolate covered bacon, whatever. Yeah, neither restaurant takes reservations, so I'm gonna have to like go right when they open. No reservations, yeah, neither one takes reservations, so I'm gonna have to go right when they open. I think they open at noon, so I'll just have to be there right at noon. <laughs> It'll just okay. go for lunch, and so there are four of them. Then I know there's one inside of the Allstate Arena, and then State I Farm. I only knew about two other locations. There could be three, though. I might be mixing that up with Blaze's Steak and Shrimp, whatever the fuck the name of my place was. Yeah, I don't remember. The Steakhouse. Wait, um, 
I heard that that too. I heard was good, but I also heard they charge you like seven dollars for ice. I was very confused. Oh, I was super confused by the story that was being told to me. It was like they ordered these drinks and then they asked for like the drinks on the rocks and they got charged an extra like five dollars or something for them being on the rocks. I was very confused. Nigga, you legally have to have an ice machine. (laughs) I was like, wait, since when? Why would you charge me more to put the liquor on the rocks versus a cocktail? Well, if it's a rocks pour, (laughs) if it's a rocks pour, then yes. Because there's a difference between your cocktail pour and your rocks pour. Your rocks right. pour is I agree with that. Two and a half. Right. I agree with that. But that's why I was so confused because and I'm like, well, did they give you like just to steal 1.5 ounce they would put in a cocktail? Or did they do a true pour for a rocks cocktail? Because it's, it's a 1.5, I guarantee you. <laughs> it's a one and a half. I guarantee you. Because once again, this is a restaurant that is open by like people that never really worked in restaurants like let's be frank um and even despite like philip's supposed to have all these like accreditations and worked in these places what have you he behaves like he's never worked in a fucking restaurant he behaves like he's still in the the military or air force where the fuck he came from you see the thing with him and i think the reason why he will never really be successful in that restaurant because he thinks he's better than the people that work there that's the truth He's like, I'm from a fine dining background and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, he he already thinks that this restaurant and these people are beneath him. Yeah. He's there because he likes working for candy. Yep. And even, I, I think he is even technically, he is, he might be director of operations, but he's a consultant. Yeah. And that was one of the things that they mentioned once in a while, but they never really they brought up too often. Yeah, because it the drama played better when you thought he was the actual manager. Yeah, I was like, when when Candy was like, well, yeah, you know, Philip's been kind of consulting for us. I was like, this nigga's a consultant and he's coming through here causing all kinds of hell like that? Yeah, because the whole point of bringing him in was to supposedly teach Brandon how to manage, but Brandon too busy trying to fuck on everybody who worked there to pay attention. Even if Dominique wasn't there, it would have been random would just else. be stupid. He's just he's not he he's not focused on the job. He gets distracted no. by everything else because he doesn't really know how to do that job. And that's no. fine. Everybody can't be in restaurant management. That's just like everybody can't be in retail management. It takes a certain type of person to do those jobs. Fine if it's not your calling. <laughs> like that nigga. I, I'm sorry. When he sat his black ass down and was like, you, you, you got it. I, and then that would have been my last it by saying, it's because I'm the manager, so I don't have any real specific duties. And it's like, oh, I don't have to do that. All the duties are yours. What are you talking about? He's like, nigga, you should be able to do everything. Every un- Everything that's not done is your duty. So yes. The manager has the most duties, really. If you, yes, I always say if you are the manager, you don't have nothing to do. Is because you're not managing. Yep. No, truthfully, like the the at the very bare minimum, as far as kitchen, he should be able to run Expo. Yep. 
which they kept calling expedite and i was like this is funny it's like they you did. know you're not ran- you know you're not restaurant people because nobody calls it that it is expo it's either and but see the thing is the ones that know to call it that i think they kept saying expedite because they're like well people who watch this show wouldn't know and it's like but they they do yeah like, no they would we've all heard it enough we know like um okay let's get let's get into his house forming with no furniture bitch yes i was just looking at him this nigga said he didn't get no furniture because he didn't want nobody's asses in his seats and i was like you know what that's a fair point he didn't even put toilet paper in the bathroom he's like i don't want to take my toilet Someone he ain't want nobody to take a shit. And that's what she was like. If I got to take a shit, I'm going to take a shit. <laughs> right. And also, like, shows how much you know just about the people that you have sex with because they still use toilet tissue when they urinate, yes. sir. Yes. When he said that, I was like, but what if they have to pee? So what are they supposed to do? Walk around? Like, Mama Joy's supposed to walk they around a party with her pussy hanging out just to air it out, dry it off? See, what got me about this whole housewarming thing and this leads me into my biggest, biggest gripe with all of this. If you wasn't going to invite the damn girl, don't invite the damn girl. Or just tell her after the fact, like, yo, this is really what it is. And whatever she says is whatever she says. But because you got to be honest all, with her. First of all, this is, see, I had to sit up because this is where my real, real issue with all of this comes into play. First of all, there's no reason for all the smoke that y'all have for Brandon about his relationship with this bartender. There's no reason Patrick and Chandrika should have had a relationship in there that restaurant because clearly it was nothing but drama. Exactly. Then we get into this weird ass petty shit they keep bringing their significant others around the other one to create this very tense environment it's like what the fuck is the point if y'all want to still be fucking just be fucking but why are y'all bringing all these other people into this situation like there's 97 million places in atlanta you can get cornbread you did not have to bring that girl there and she's why well, she's vegan, but she tearing that shit up. There's no way you vegan coming to OLG to get cornbread, girl. You're vegetarian at best. Stop that. Because you know damn well they cornbread is not vegan. Stop. No, you know they use lard in it. And mayonnaise and everything else. You know it's, it's probably not- Aunt Bertha's recipe. Shit. Right. But it's like y'all whole point of coming there didn't have nothing to do with no cornbread. Y'all was trying to make a point. That's really what it was, too. And he did that that shit to be shitty. But that was also her whole point of bringing her boyfriend to that other little dinner they was having as co-workers, knowing that they had gotten to it not that long before. Mm -hmm. Like, if y'all just want to be together, be together. Um, we're talking about Shandrika and uh, Patrick. It's like, y'all gonna be together, just be together. Because we don't have to do all this, all these extra people. And then y'all want to bring all this foolishness. But then it's like, where is the management? Right. 
where is all the upper management to stop this nonsense from happening? Because all this personal drama bullshit is being brought into your restaurant. It's shit totally stopping while they go run off to go gossip about this nonsense with him bringing his girlfriend in there just to sit up in her fucking face. Because even if you want to bring her in there, why do you have to sit up in her face? Why do you have to sit right across from the host stand? Right. There was a very clear intention in that. It was very, very intentional. For you to do this because you wanted her to see it just like with all that over the top this is my queen my queen my and it's like you're doing this because you want her to see it that is exactly it it's like you either want to be with her or you don't but all this extra bullshit that you bring it into the restaurant and the fact that nobody is checking it which i guarantee part of the reason a lot of this shit flew is because Was because he's her cousin, cousin. yeah and they and it's like they might not feel like they can say certain things to him but because it's not being said to him, how you gonna say it to anybody else? Because y'all got right. all this smoke for Brandon, ain't said shit about Patrick and his bullshit. Yeah, okay. Go into the Brandon and Dominique thing. Um, when that nigga sat up there and he was like, Well, yeah, she can go. Nigga, what? Yeah. And then I literally was like her and said that he didn't say that. That was the most low down dirty shit. It was. It was the dirty, it was the low down dirty shit. Cause you know, like this is supposed to be, this is supposed to be your lady, your woman, your wifey, your boo, your old lady and the gang, whatever the fuck she is to you. And you sat up here, it's like, oh yeah, well, she can go to the other restaurant. No, nigga, why don't you go? It's like you did all that to get her just to turn around and say, I will and I'm- throw her away. That's what okay. it felt like to me. It's like, I can't, I, I need for y'all niggas to stop doing all this to get these women just to waste their fucking time. Stop. Leave right. us alone. And since like, is out here dancing for Rick Ross and shit. You could have left me where I was at. If this was all you was about to do, everybody could have stayed where they belonged. <laughs> That's it. You would think, I don't know, at least to me, I would have expected him to be like, you know what? This is the woman that I want to date. This is the woman that I, I want to like build some shit with. Let me be the one to take that hit Let and I'll go to another restaurant. Because for whatever reason, whether it's because it's an easier commute for her to come here or because whatever your reasoning behind it, you as the superior one in the working relationship should have been the one to be like, I'll go, let her stay. Yes. We'll figure it out. Like you were the one, and not only <sighs> did you see, okay, you saw his parents, right? When they showed his mama, I was like, oh, this is why he really likes her. Because she looks like a younger version of his mother. <laughs> like almost to the fucking T. Dom- I think Dominique is so fucking pretty. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is his- that is her future. She looks exactly like his mama. <laughs> Literally, nigga, the nigga sounds like... But then, for her, I look at her and I say, if you're this hesitant about dealing with him, why deal with him? 
also true. She spent the whole time trying to go out her way to like make it like they wasn't dealing with each other. But it's like I get from like a work perspective, but you didn't want him involved in your life at all. Like it's like, why are you here in my rehearsal? Why you want me to meet your mama? Why you want me? It's like if you don't want to be a part of his life, how about you just don't? Like, well, I will say very fair questions, especially because we didn't see them have any conversation about okay, we're going to be in a relationship until what, like seven episodes in? And yeah. all of this stuff was happening prior to? And it's like, she did all of that. but Like, they, she knew what it was, but she wanted him to say, I want you to be my girl. And he would which, never say that shit. Which is completely fine, but it's like, you can't do all that because he hasn't said X, Y, Z just to turn around and be like, you can go. Well, if you my man, I should be able to touch you whenever I want to. Like, is he or isn't he? What are we doing? Is he is or is he ain't your baby? Because it's like, are you telling him his hands off? We don't do nothing except we do hunchy stuff at night because he won't say that you his girlfriend or is that your nigga and you mad because they don't let y'all feel each other all day? Like, but you got to pick a side. You can't have both. <laughs> Is this how Vanderpump Rules was? Because I never watched that show. It was too white for me. I only watched a part of it. And yes. I figured. They was all just humping on each other. And they kept getting engaged and breaking up. But then getting engaged to somebody else that worked in the restaurant. It was a lot of nonsense. A lot of mess. It was a whole lot of like... Because it was like one bartender in particular, I remember... Because he got kicked off the show for saying something mildly racist. Was it but, Jace, Trace, whatever yeah, his name yeah. is? He literally dated every one of them waitresses. I think he was engaged to two of them. Maybe three. Not surprised. But if it's a dude that, that I'm thinking of, like I'm not surprised. He's just like conventionally attractive, tall, dark hair, stronger jawline. Yep. Yeah. He could play Captain America. I won't say that. I say that because he looks like every American. He looks like he would be in an Abercrombie ad. He looks like Mr. Tuesday. Maybe not Captain America. But like the bigger like, you boff off on I Tuesday. mean, but think about it. Captain America, when he's not in his uniform, look hella average. Like, that is also very true. Like, it's not like... Um... <sighs> Okay, we got to get into Brian. Because Brian's story arc starts off... Um, it starts off very endearing and, and honestly um, very important, right? Mm -hmm. um, Brian talks about um, establishing a certain level of sobriety for himself. And I specified this way because he does not drink hard alcohol but every once because in a while he's he will not drink totally wine. sober he's not totally sober not by the the guides of what not by i understand sober. sobriety to be but yo if you're in a good place and a better place and a happy place do what you need to do for you because i just feel like sobriety is what works for you yeah but in the conventional definition of sobriety he's not a sober person because no because he's still drinking wine exactly but at the very least, um, he he stopped drinking hard liquor. He stopped doing drugs. 
mm-hmm. um, cocaine, I believe. Yes. He was talking about like he was the party girl before quarantine. Quarantine happened, and that party girl more into Betty Ford drug and alcohol problem which yeah people who live that life that's what happened because it's like when you're hyper social and these and are that's removed that make you that you do in your hyper social setting you tend to overuse them trying to feel normal exactly um I felt like Regardless of definition of sobriety, I felt like it was a very endearing and very important storyline to have. One, because there are many a person in the restaurant industry who is trying to establish a certain level of sobriety for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a very much so an ongoing battle. And the industry in and of itself breeds a certain level of access to excess. Yeah. Um, you're doing shots behind the bar. Um, some places you're allowed, like I was being told a, a friend's at a place in Detroit where the line cooks are doing coke all the time. Like there is even like Anthony Bourdain and not just Anthony Bourdain, because I hear from many a chef, um, the amount of cocaine that is used is a, a excessive and abhorrent. Um, but him realizing that he wasn't in uh, the best place, uh, not even the best place, wasn't in a solid or good place. And then talking about him losing his sister and how um, after she unfortunately took her life, they found a, a gallon of liquor beside the bed. Mm-hmm. And that um, that being one of the motivating factors for him it to like maintain some kind of sobriety. Sober, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think having Brandon on that show really was the leveling factor, right? Like Brandon was the heart of the show. Okay. Um, you know, you get what I'm saying that? Because he was the one that for the most part was I, cool I, I with just it. about everybody. I get it. I think for me, my thing is, it's like, I think everybody just irritated me. So <laughs> it's like, Fair. I get what Uh-oh. they were trying to do with oh no oh hell no stop doing that weird ass shit i don't like that oh that i'm fully gone oh no anyway i think like i get the story they were trying to tell and i appreciate it yeah but it didn't take long for literally everybody to annoy me I think Melvin's the only one that didn't annoy me. That was because we barely saw the nigga. And when we did, he was talking real shit. It's like when we did see him, he was cooking, telling them what was fucked up, or hanging out with his grandma. Like and him just being fine. Yeah. Big and fine. Yeah, like I yeah, because everybody else got on my nerves. Cause it's like Shandrika, she's a She's efficient, but she disrespectful as fuck and terrible for morale, and her attitude sucks. Well, fuck her drag, hell. <laughs> At least no, based on right. these edits, I'm saying this based on based the show on that was presented in front of me. I don't know nothing about none of these people. I'm sure they're all lovely people in real life. I don't she know. She had to clean that shit up real quick. 
it wasn't a clean it up. It's just I <laughs> I want to be fair in what I'm saying. Let's no, continue. I mean I feel you. I was Let's irritated continue. by a majority of people. I mean, except for like Melvin, Dom, and Brian. No, because Dom annoyed me because it's like, girl, you don't want to be here. Just leave this damn job instead of keep coming in all these hours late, fucking everybody else up because you don't really give a fuck about this job. Just leave. But I hate to say it though. I also, yes, the being late, showing up shit is fucked up. Hmm? It wouldn't be happening if they didn't allow her to do it. Yeah. And it's um, like when Candy pulled her to go on, to do the tour, which is great, go off, but but that's why I really thought, like it's um, like how you thought that she was about to respect this position anymore when you already told her take your time off and let's go. Take your time off and we're gonna go do this other thing because my desire to use you as a dancer outweighs your obligations to my business. I think that's why I really liked. Um, I really like Dom Unique because I don't know how old she is. I'm assuming she's in her like late twenties. Um, early twenties, but okay. One in her twenties somewhere, mm. but she has a she very much so has a very clear goal and very clear passion. Yes, she does, and I appreciate the fact that she's like, "Fuck this job, I'm going on this shit." And no, when I, I was her age, I didn't. When I was her age, working in restaurants, I sacrificed time with friends, time with family, my own personal goals and ambitions for nothing more than a sense of stability and the workplace. I, so I appreciate her. I just wish she did it, went about it better, you exactly. know? Exactly. I, I just wish she went about it in a better way. I appreciate the fuck this job attitude of it. That bitch really is like, I love it here, but fuck these shit. niggas. But what I don't like is fucking over your team. But that requires... That requires them to be a team. Yeah. They ain't a team. They're not. They keep saying that, but they're not. They're just niggas that work together. That's it. They are not, at least from what we've seen, yeah. I would not, from my own personal experiences working in places, I would not call that a team. I wouldn't either. A team would not be running back to the ownership like, oh, well, I heard. And that's and regardless I'm, of if that's family or not. You know right. what I mean? And I can't, I personally wouldn't want to work there it's too disorganized bitch i would die like i think i would leave my first day because it's it's too yes. disorganized there's no and it's also like it's like nobody knows what they're supposed to be doing yes nobody knows what their job description is nobody knows it's like like basic shit that nobody knows and side note her keep asking about the menus. She was trying to be shady. She knew damn well who was supposed to wipe them fucking menus down. She was trying to tell on Shorty without telling on her. Bitch, the whole the whole fact that that was even a topic of conversation, I'm like, bitch, just wipe the menus down. We got shit just to Wipe do. it down like you're doing a lot because you're trying to show this girl up. When it's like, if it's sticky, just wipe the motherfucker off. Like, right, just wipe it. It's fine. Just like, do it. there's, a, I, there's always a towel and cleanser at the whole end. Just wipe the bitch off. <laughs> well, you would assume. Yes. I mean, there's always one somewhere. If it ain't those things, you know where to find one somewhere. Right. And this is like post-quarantine. And I know they had them little... Uh, uh, disposable sanitizing racks. I saw exactly. the fucking package, that green pack. I saw that shit. 
It's like just just wipe Bitch, just wipe out. the damn menus you don't down. Have to do all of this. Like you're doing a lot for literally no reason. You don't have These to These niggas do was arguing. They really were arguing over stupid over dumb shit. shit. It's very much like is this a conversation? Like we're really talking about who's wiping down menus. All of y'all shit. <laughs> Um, but last but not least, because I think we touched on everybody except for Rashad, who actually ends up getting fired. I don't think you got that far. I didn't. But she got fired. Why? Okay, so catch realty, right? Apparently, they can't they can't clock themselves out. They have to be clocked out by a manager, which that is an issue. If you can't trust your staff to clock themselves out, right? then that's a problem. Like what type of shit is going on over there that you can't trust your staff to clock out? Right. And what other bullshit, and that also brought to mind to me, it's like what other bullshit is required of management that is ridiculous and dumb that doesn't suit the necessary needs of the position or of the role, right? I'm sure they have like a wild bag check policy and like- Oh yeah. Well, actually this is where it gets into, right? So apparently Rashad was waiting to be clocked out. Management was in a meeting. It was eight o'clock. He was just waiting to be clocked out. He ordered a drink. He was sitting at the bar minding his business, which shouldn't be a problem in in literally any other restaurant, right? Ty goes, did you pay for your drink? That's his shift drink. What you mean, did you pay for it? Like, he, no. No, he shouldn't have had to pay for it. That's called a shift drink. Every other fucking restaurant in this country does the exact same fucking thing. It is that top off, it is that homage, and it is that respect to, and that thank you to the staff for busting their ass that day. Yeah. It is a thank you. A paycheck is not a thank you. A paycheck is being compensated for the work that you put for in. For the work and time that you put in, yeah. That shift drink is your way of saying, you know, have a little drink on us. Thank you. Did you pay for it? And then it becomes an issue of like, oh, well, he rung it in after we asked him about it. So he essentially, they're like, well, we're going to fire you because one, he was taking money to, you know, move people up in the line, which is a practice. I'm neither here nor there with it because I refuse to host. Uh, it is a practice. I will say I did used to host. It's not something I would do. No, I'm not about to be the front line. Get the fuck out of here. No, no. And not even that. I I don't like the concept of taking money to move people up in the line. I feel like you got here when you got here, you waste your turn. I don't think it's fair to other people because you were willing to give me $20 that you get to go ahead of them. Not for $20, but you got to come at least with a, a crisp Benjamin. But you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, everybody has a price. It's just you got to meet my price in order for me to meet your needs. Yeah, I can't. The amount of money that he was probably getting for that. It's probably like $10. I can't see it. Be, even if it was like 50 I still can't see it being worth the hassle that comes with it. Because you got to give me enough to make me want to deal with these people that you skipped. That's it, too. Because they going to notice. That's why I said at least a crisp hundred. Like. Bare minimum. If it's not enough to make worth to make it worth talking to these people, especially if you come in with a big party and you skip like a party or two. Right. And you know, you saw it was a white lady. Mm-hmm. 
if it's not enough to make me want to have this conversation, I'm not even going to do it. But then also my weird sense of morality was set in and wouldn't let me do it anyway because I would start think just be stuck on how unfair it is to these people who were actually here waiting. Shit, fuck that. The first thing I'm thinking is, well, restaurants are bla- uh, based off of exploitation across many forms. Um, $100? $100 and give me 10 minutes. I'm all for it. You can't you, pay that hundred or that hundred fifty, then I'm not doing it, man. I'm all for it. You get your coin however you get your coin. If you taking bribes at the hostess to move people around, you do your thing. I at don't least care. let it be worth it. I'm not saying shit to nobody. If you get caught, you get caught it, but it ain't gonna be because I said shit. But that right. my while my own personal self-governing morality wouldn't let me do it, I am not one to project my morality on other people. So you do you. <laughs> <laughs> um no they fire him and candy was actually really disappointed you can actually you know when candy get disappointed you can see it all she over brought him over from blaze and he was like close to her yeah they ended up letting him go at that that friday night vibe bitch it was the party they let him go <laughs> and that was they always talk about professionalism in every fucking episode they but did. what we see in every episode is a the exact monumental episode. lack of professional professionalism from everybody, including ownership. From everybody involved. Yes. Because meetings and conversations that should not be happening on the floor. But maybe they don't want to have them in the office because they know that there's a microphone. But what we not going to do is act like it was professional for Candy Burris as the owner to show up at that staff meeting in them booty shorts. I mean, that for me was neither here nor there. You don't show up at your staff meeting with your booty cheeks hanging out. Hey, look, the staff probably shows up to work doing that. I just mean the most basic but level. That, but that's what I'm saying. But no, 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 because if your staff can't do it, you don't roll up in here like that either. If we're going to have a staff meeting, let's have a staff meeting. But I shouldn't be distracted by your booty cheeks hanging out. I wouldn't be distracted by her booty cheeks because I wouldn't be looking. Now, if it was Philip, Todd, Brandon, or Melvin, or Patrick, yes, I'd be looking. Actually, to be perfectly honest, none of them should be allowed at the staff meeting because I would be thoroughly distracted. And as much as I hate Philip on the show, Philip is fine as fuck. Philip is fine. He is. Philip is fine. His friends are fine. Yeah. Yeah. Philip is fine in that way. Philip is fine in that way that he reminds me of the type of gay men that I hate. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that want to put it in your face, <laughs> not put it in my face. They're these. They're these ones that have a certain level of uh, privilege attached to them because of a certain aspect of masculinity and attractiveness. That's what I mean. That's what I mean by they put it in your face because it's like they all of the perks that come with this like hyper version of masculinity, in addition to the perks that come with this hyper attractiveness, it's like very much like right there. Like I can do everything that you never could, bitch, because of these reasons. Like it's (laughs) right. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I I happen to think that I am a gorgeous, very handsome young man. 
but I'm Midwest gorgeous, you know? Same. There's a difference. Like, we're meat potato folks, you know? Yeah, I'm, 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 I am Midwest attractive, I agree. You know? But no, they're all unprofessional. Yeah. To fire this nigga in the middle of a party, like, right after Patrick, so Patrick ends up proposing to Miriam, aka Safari. When she said her name was Miriam, I was like, bitch, if you don't go by the name Miriam. So I can't decide if this girl is really this insecure and controlling or if she's got a really bad edit. I feel like she had a bad edit. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like she was saying what was acceptable for her and what wasn't. And it just got blown out. She's like, I don't want that. He's completely shiftless and can't make a decision without somebody telling him what to do. And I understand that. Right. But the way that that they edited her, and it made it just made her seem like such a sourpuss. You know what I'm saying? Like it made her seem like what's her name's wife and the best man, which we just rewatched that a couple of days. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Shelly. Was it Shelly? Sharon? Shelly. They made her, they made her to see, they made her out to be the Shelly. Yeah, and it's like, I don't, I don't think that she's wrong for setting a boundary. No, I didn't think so either. It's like, I don't want to hang out with your ex, whoever the fuck. Like, I just don't want to. Which is that, it was fair. It's fine and valid and completely fair, like. There's no reason she should have to. I just, I don't like the way the edit they gave her because they really made her like this standoffish bitch who didn't want to get to know anybody that he knew. And it's like, that's not really what it was. She just didn't want to hang out with his ex. Well, I mean, to be perfectly honest, even if she did want to get to know anybody, she would have very good reason. Right, that's her choice. Because from what we've seen, I don't really want to get to know anybody except for Melvin. (laughs) Uh, yeah, he's by the only one I want to get to know too. Same. Melvin just seemed like he—he he seemed like he talked real nigga shit, and like real nigga Mills. He just want to come home, play some Mortal Kombat, have get his feet rubbed, have a nice bite to eat, take a shower, go to bed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's right, nigga, come home. Yeah, he's by the only one I want to get to know too. Come eat this banana pudding. I made it from scratch. <laughs> that's not a sexual in innu- window. That's literally I made this sure? from scratch. Sexual innuendo. I'm Bertha better look out. I'll be her next grandson. Mm. I think we'll I be battling. Yes, than you, honey. But uh, you never know. It's Atlanta. You right. You are right. You don't. You know. never know. You are. I correct. did love though when Aunt Nora was like, "I like Philip. He ain't around here dating no ladies." And everybody looked was like, "Yes." Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bertha. I can't stand him, and you put it up here, and them shady ass fucking editors put it put it up. Yeah, I can't stand him. In parentheses, Aunt Philip, <laughs> like. The editing was so, it was shady and kind of bad. But also like, so I know they keep saying, well, Candy and Ty can't say nothing about Brandon and Dominique dating because they dated, but Ty didn't work for Candy. Candy wasn't his boss. No, but Todd and Candy were employed by 
Bravo at the time. Right. Or Todd it, was employed by the production company who was employed by Bravo and ended right. up having to leave the show. Right. But she was not. Well, ended friend. up being casted as a member of the show. He got, he got cast. He became talent, but she was not his boss. So it is not the same thing. This is very much apples and oranges. They was just yeah, two they're both for the same for- company. Whereas you are her direct supervisor. Yeah, very true. It's very much apples and oranges. Like we can't, them niggas just work together and not even in the same department for real. I mean, honestly, no. You are her direct supervisor. That is totally different. (laughs) I just, I want Todd to stop trying to open restaurants and I want him to just just give me another season of R&B Divas. Give me another season of um, Hollywood Divas. Give me this shit back. I don't want you. Oh, 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 oh. Give me another season of BET Presents The Encore, which is coming back, by the way. It is. I'm thoroughly excited. Thank you, Todd Tucker. I want Todd to actually get in there and learn the restaurant. No, it's too late for that. Pause on steady opening and actually get in there and learn it. That that's honestly that's the real truth. Like you can't ask anybody to do. I'm I'm a very firm believer. Like management style is you cannot ask people to do things that they have never seen you done. I say all the time. And when you do it, you get that respect from them. Right. I say my thing as a manager is never anything I'm gonna ask you to do that I don't do myself. Exactly. Like. If we, if the line long, we bring it on the cashier. We bring it on the cashier. We getting this shit done together. We gonna be running this food together. Like, I'm never gonna ask you to do shit that I don't do. I don't believe. Because I feel like I'm gonna be sweating as the manager. You should be sweating. Exactly. Like, if we ain't both sweating, somebody ain't working. No, seriously, though. And to just assume that because you have a title, respect is supposed to be automatically given to you. Get the fuck out of here. Not at all. A lot of people don't respect their managers because they're like, you couldn't do the job that I do. And And none of these niggas can do it. Why would they? At least from what we've seen. Because you ain't got out there to do it. No. Whether you You don't get my respect. The thing is, it's like whether you can or cannot do it is irrelevant if you won't get your ass up and do it. That's it. So of course they're gonna be like, How you gonna tell me that that's exactly what she said? Like, how you gonna tell me how to do something I've been doing for four years and you've been here five minutes? Booyah. How you gonna tell me? And I've never seen you in the busiest of times come in and assist at all. Right. You're you've never walked anybody to a table. You never supplemented in while I was walking someone to a table. Mm-hmm. Whether I had to pee, have a drink of water, was still in a snack, smoking a sit, whatever it may have been. You have not put yourself in that position so I get to see you actually fucking working and actually have some fucking respect for you. You don't deserve it. Like, you think just because you're director of operations that you deserve respect? Get yeah, it's bitch. a whole lot of barking. but That's it. You barked. It. But nobody's showing why they are in those positions. Exactly. I'm a why girl. Like, you need to tell me why we doing this. So it's like, I, I don't respond to barking. And it's like, this is all we're doing. I don't either. Then 
don't you don't have to talk to me period because clearly you don't know the fuck you talking about and i don't want to deal with this i know my job and i know i work my ass off if there are issues just like, like this is the one thing that i appreciated about brandon is he will pull somebody aside and have a conversation the conversation yeah. didn't go anywhere and nothing came from it nothing came but from it there's an issue anything. pull me aside and say hey this is where you fucked up Mm-hmm. Let me know that I fucked up and tell me how to fix it. Yeah. And then we can just go. You're not going to get in my face and bark at me about bullshit that one, I've never seen you do. Right. Two is that I have no proof that you can even do yourself, no matter what your resume may say. Right. That's that's also there too. I don't give a fuck what your resume, your resume clients may say. Do I don't give a shit theory. about that. I've never seen you do it. It's like your resume tells me you can do it in theory. I don't know that you theory. can do it in practice. Exactly. Because everything Girl, that place is, is in theory until I see it. I don't even know that this shit is real. Right. I will say, though, shout out to Candy for being the one that's like, I've done this. you the only one that hasn't. Mm-hmm. Which is the truth. And, and them aunties, they be in the kitchen, too. <sighs> they be in there. If they're effective in there, it's a different conversation. <laughs> but they be there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, they at least have the hair nets on, okay? Um, <laughs> well, I think that kind of wraps up this like rambling conversation about Candy and the gang, huh? I do think so. I don't think we have anything we haven't touched on yet. Although no. it was funny to me that Melvin sat there talking about Patrick's <laughs> housewarming and he said, well, I, this is not what I would call a semblance of a housewarming or anything fun. We did something. <laughs> that man is so fine. Just give me more Melvin. <laughs> okay, so you remember a while ago when I was talking about doing a reality show with the moms of reality TV? Yes. Okay, so I'm Bertha. Oh, Jesus. Mama D. Deb Anthony. I don't know. Mama D been acting kind of wild on the internet lately. She always acting wild on the internet. Nah, this whole thing, like, this is a tangent, but we ain't been here in a while, so we can talk about it. This whole thing with her and Shay and this baby and her posing like she this baby's grandmama holding this girl's belly and shit. This shit is weird to me because this is your son's ex whatever the fuck that you know has caused problems not just with him and the mother of your oldest grandchild, but with him and his current wife. And you mm-hmm. all on the internet c- cupping her belly and shit. Like, y'all can still have a perfectly fine relationship. You can still go to the baby shower if that's what you want, whatever. It's not about y'all relationship. It's about this level of celebration that you're heaping on her that I have never seen you do for your own grandchildren. <laughs> for doing for Bambi and Erica. Right. Like, it's weird. That shit is weird to me. It's like, do you have to carry that much disdain for this girl? Or are you just trying real, real, real hard to remind us of this storyline? Like, what is this? Did that show even come back? I don't know. I thought they were doing the family reunions because VH1, because, well, apparently all the cast were, like, in the wake of Eric 
Carter. They're like, no more. We're not We're doing not that arguing no more. Shit on TV. And that's yeah. when they started complaining that they was only showing the New York people. Because that's when like Erica Mena and Safari became like a heavy storyline for them. And yeah. 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 <sighs> well, all right, y'all. I want to wish each and every one of you a, a a happy and hopefully you had a happy Mother's Day. Um, regardless whether you're the mother of a child, a plant, or a cat, have a happy Mother's Day. Yes. Um, I want to wish each and every one of you a good day, good evening, and a good night. We are currently recording at 11 p.m. Eastern time, so it's a good night yeah, for us. Um, we're back in the swing of things. Uh, make sure you check out each and everything that we do. The links are in our bios mm-hmm. for seriously everything that we're going to do. Yeah. Um, shit's, gonna, shit's getting back. Shit's getting back. So, you know, we're getting back on our thing. So we can, it's going to be more content coming your way. Yes. And also send us shows that you may want us to watch. Yes. If there's a show you want us to watch, comment on the Instagram. Oh, this looks kind of demonic. I'm sorry. I have to say that. It creeps me out. (laughs) I would say DM me, but I don't read them. So that would be a waste of time. Um, just send an email to at it's right to rewind at gmail.com. Our, our email account because I never um, read my DMs. If you all are watching old enough, please let me know. It is adorable. What you haven't watched old enough? I don't even know what the fuck that is. It is, I think it's a Japanese show. I'm not sure, but it's a show where they're trying to figure out, figure out if your child is old enough to do basic tasks. So it's like two year olds going to the grocery store and walking home carrying bags. It is the cutest thing, <laughs> and also kind of verges on parental neglect. But you know, neither here nor there is adorable. All we've watched in this house is Turning Red. <laughs> My also, watch Turning Red, y'all. Yeah. My two year olds obsessed with this movie. It's adorable. The the bit the little bit that I did see is adorable. So over the course of this weekend, that movie played, I think, 13 times. Good lord. I still have not seen the full movie. You just see it in bits and pieces. I just see pieces when I'm in the room. <laughs> it's I think that movie has played a total of 13 or 14 times over the course of the weekend. Nah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> he watched it twice today. Oh my god! Two or three times today. Every time you sit up, it looks like Rosemary's Baby. It's very creepy. All right, I'm done. We're done. <laughs> All right, good night, y'all. Make sure to watch the video on Spotify so y'all know what the fuck we're talking about. Exactly. Bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>